This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 18th of July. In your Squiz Today... Iran's fresh crackdown on women, South Korea's floods turn fatal, a big day for the voice to parliament, and flying in style. This is your Squiz today. The Iranian government has kicked off a new push for women to follow the country's strict hijab rules. State media says the country's morality police will be back on the streets on foot and in vehicles to ensure women are wearing the mandatory head coverings in public. Anyone not following the rules will be given a warning, but reports say that police also have the power to introduce those breaking the code to the judicial system. Yeah, and if all of that is sounding a bit familiar, it's because it's linked to the death of an Iranian woman, Masa Amini. She was 22 years old when she was killed in September last year. We spoke about it a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We did a squish shortcut on it, and that's because it was a really big deal in Iran. Uh, She was detained for allegedly wearing her hijab incorrectly and she was detained. She died in detention and her death was believed to have been a result of a police beating. But Iranian authorities denied that. Uh, It kicked off, though, massive and violent protests right across the country. Yeah, people were protesting against the hijab rules and also against the morality police, and they stopped their patrols as a result of that. The protests were, like you said, Claire, huge. And to put that into context, data from an Iranian human rights agency said that as of April this year, 537 protesters and 57 police officers had died. And that's in addition to an estimated 19,200 people who were arrested. Yeah, it's been a really big deal in Iran. The whole situation was regarded to have been the biggest threat to Iran's government since the 1979 revolution when the current regime came to power. Mm. Uh, Things eased over the last piece of time, but the protests have never really stopped. Uh, Iranian women continued to break the rules this year by not wearing those head coverings in public, but experts said that it was only a matter of time before the authorities began another crackdown. And they've started that in a few ways. They've put up billboards telling women to follow the rules. They've installed surveillance cameras to watch people and also closed businesses uh, of those that have been serving women who are breaking the law. There's also been some action in the courts, but it hasn't been enough for hardline Islamists. They've been leading the push for more action from the morality police, and that's now coming. After the events of the last year, it's fair to say the world's eyes are on Iran, fearing yet another violent crackdown. And if squizzers want to listen to that shortcut, you mentioned Claire on Masa Armini and the background to those Iranian protests. I'll pop the link to it in the episode notes today. 
Claire, you mentioned this briefly in the podcast yesterday. Parts of South Korea are experiencing severe floods that have claimed the lives of at least 40 people, and that death toll increased yesterday. These are torrential rains that have been lashing parts of the central and southern regions of South Korea since Thursday last week. And one of the hardest hit cities is Shongju, mm. where vehicles were trapped in a tunnel and that filled up with water after a river levee broke. Uh, It's a recovery effort there rather than a rescue operation, sadly. Uh, The President, Yong Suk-yul, he's questioned why the tunnel wasn't closed despite those flood warnings and concerns have also been raised about the nation's flood preparedness. Yeah, it's a valid question because it was just last year that unprecedented floods hit the country and the government had promised to urgently prepare for this season. Mm. Claire, you and Alex also talked about the extreme heat wave in the Northern Hemisphere. That's ongoing and it's getting worse in some areas. Officials say China has recorded its highest temperature ever with Sanbao in the Western Xinjiang region reaching a sizzling 52.2 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's pretty hot. It's a notable day for those following the upcoming referendum on enshrining an Indigenous voice to Parliament in the Constitution. The Australian Electoral Commission will publish the Yes and No campaign's talking points on why we should or shouldn't support the proposed change today. So that legislation went through Parliament almost a month ago and MPs from both sides of the debate had four weeks to submit their homework. Mm -hmm. They did that yesterday. They've submitted separate unedited and unformatted documents. They're going to be uploaded by the Electoral Commission today on their website exactly as they have been received. And what happens next is we'll get those words in a pamphlet that's being mailed to all Aussie households ahead of the referendum. And as for when that vote will be, PM Anthony Albanese yesterday said that he won't make that announcement early next month, as many expected. He says the date will be revealed closer to the time because it doesn't need to be that very long campaign. That was his quote. All we've been told is the vote will take place between October and December this year. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. If all of that is enough to make you think about booking a holiday, it pays to do your homework. And unless you're flying at the pointy end of the plane, you might be interested to know that Jetstar has emerged as the squishiest carrier. (laughs) Yeah, that's from a comprehensive overview of airline seat dimensions (laughs) that's been carried out by Nine's Traveller site. Uh, Legroom is measured by something they call seat pitch. It's the distance between a point on your seat to the same point on the seat in front of you and Jetstar's usual pitch is 76.2 centimetres. The point two is very important when you're flying economy. (laughs) Uh, That compares to Japan Airlines. It has 83.8 centimetres. 
Uh, as for width on Jetstar, you're going to get 43.2 centimetres. Uh, Qatar Airways has come ahead of that, almost five centimetres more at 48 centimetres on some of their flights. That is very important information to know, Claire. <laughs> Analysts also say that no matter who you fly with, economy will be getting more cramped because more flights are filling up. So it's a good reminder to take a deep breath and be thoughtful about the armrests. <laughs> yeah, the battle over the old armrest. <laughs> Claire, I'm not entirely sure about this one, but food scientists who are working in the meat replacement industry have figured out something crucial about regular meat's flavour. <laughs> well, Alice, as someone who has two to three preferred butchers, I'm all about this <laughs> breaking down what makes meat delicious. Um, regular meat's Fatty flavour is the thing that these uh, sort of fake meat, mm-hmm. plant-based meat, whatever you want to call it, are trying to generate. Um, scientists say that they now know how to replicate that flavour because it really is the flavourful part of meat <laughs> uh, and they reckon that it could be a good thing when it comes to these animal-free meat opportunities. Yeah, they say that taste, texture and the nutritional value of alternative meats are becoming more important to consumers. Would you try one of these, Claire? Yeah, absolutely try it. Still probably go back to the usual meat, though. I don't know. We'll see. Squiz the day, Claire. What have you got for us today? Uh, So it's World Listening Day. You're listening to this podcast, so you're off to a very good start. Uh, (laughs) And maybe I thought we could stretch the friendship and give our Squiz Shortcuts show a plug. Mm -hmm. Uh, At lunchtime today, there's going to be a 10 minutes shortcut on the Women's World Cup. Uh, It's the backstory to what's going to be a very big news story over the next month. Uh, So search Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Kate and I will get you across that. Yeah, a very good way to mark the day. And that's us done for today. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a, a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.